Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome to the Summer Run Home with your hosts, The Professor, James Rochford and Andrew Barney Barnett. Yes, a massive welcome to the Summer Run Home. Uh, thanks to Hyundai and Blundstone. The BBL is heating up. Uh, well, not the heat. <laughs> they stunk it up last night. Uh, now, the Sydney Thunder defeated the Melbourne Stars last night as well. Barney, we joked... Yes yesterday that it will was going to be a cakewalk for the mighty thunder it wasn't it was pretty tight it was only three wickets the stars posted seven for 119 uh you know not a massive total no tricky wicket down there at the mcg last night and uh i mean both sides obviously had their issues with it the stars um well they batted first hilton cartwright top scored with 30 36 off 36 which is probably uh, in in terms of BBL, an indication that you're, you're dealing with a tougher wicket when your top scorer is only batting in a runner ball and only making 36. Um, Thunder and uh, Pakistani bowler Usman Kadir took figures three for 24 from four overs. Um, Thunder managed to chase it down with 1.1 overs to spare. Daniel Sams scored with 28 off 18. So you wouldn't call it an exciting sort of barn burner? Type of a game. I mean, that game earlier in the day, the Heat Hurricanes, that was down to the wire. That, that, had, that had what you call fighting. a show-stopping finish. It did. So we do have the BBL table in place now. This mm-hmm. is how they finished. Perth Scorchers first, Sydney Sixers second. Melbourne Renegades, good on them. The, uh, the Gades. Always the cellar dwellers then, but they've moved their way up to number three. Sydney Thunder, they finished in fourth. And then the Brisbane Heat. Well, they snuck in at fifth after stinking it up. Now, um, joining us right now, Barney, it's my absolute pleasure to say, uh, well, he was the gentleman that was the man of the match last night. Um, one of Get the, out of town. Yeah, We uh, haven't nothing, got him, have we? Nothing but the best here for the oh, summer oh. run home. Please welcome Sydney Thunder bowler Chris Green. Hello, Chris. Hello, boys. How are you, mate? How's it going? Yeah, good. I'm gutted you introduced me as bowler. I thought I got man of match for my batting. Sorry to break it to all you, rounder. Mate. All <laughs> rounder. All rounder. Yeah. All uh, round good. All round. Not out in the scheme of things. <laughs> that's exactly right, mate. You got you got the guys home, and that's the main thing. Uh, how tricky was that wicket? Because when I saw the, I, I missed the first innings. When I saw the saw the score uh, that you guys were chasing in the innings break, I was like, Thunder are going to do this on their ear. Um, probably pushed you a little further than you would have liked. It was was the wicket that tricky. It was. I, I must admit, I went into the change rooms at halfway, hoping and thinking and, and dreaming of the same. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, you've got to give them credit. They bowled well. There was a little bit of uh, extra bounce in the wicket. Um, but we, we certainly made it a, a really close and entertaining game and, and close finish. I think we just wanted to follow suit from that game beforehand. Did you guys sit and watch the heat capitulate? Were you Were you cheering on the Hurricanes so that you'd finish fourth or...? Not watching. Well, yeah, I think we watched bits of it. We were on on way to the game. I got into the change rooms when 
uh, I think it was the last two overs and, and I saw that capitulation. So I missed, I missed the bits beforehand. So I'm hoping for a little bit of consistency from, from their um, side of things tomorrow night. One of the great, I don't, it'll be one of the great chokes. So if you did record mm. it, go back and watch it. Um, you, you might learn a few things. There's one thing that you could do is take a phantom siren. Did you see this siren guy at the Hurricanes that I, was throwing I them did, off? I did see that. Maybe that was maybe that was the key. Yeah, I did. I did see that. It was a serious effort. Um, There's a guy kicking around Sydney that does it for the Dragons, um, which he's I'm brilliant, sure. isn't he? He stopped a few games. Yes. yes. Yeah, we were playing it before. You could line that up for the for you guys against the Heat and just really take <laughs> them down. Yeah, if he's listening, please please feel free to reach <laughs> out. We've got a seat waiting for you tomorrow night there against the Heat. So you are playing the Heat tomorrow night at the uh, the showground. Now the showground um, notoriously gets uh, some uh, some late dew in the in really? the second innings. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, it's affected a couple of games. Sort of uh, ball tends to skid on a little bit uh, for the second innings. Is that going to factor into your decision whether you decide to uh, to bat or bowl? Should you win the toss, mate? Well, the last part of that question is is the crucial bit. Should I win the toss? I won my second toss out of uh, I think eleven or twelve games last night. Um, Congrats, so it's, mate! It's something I've I've actually been um, been struggling with, and yeah, you know, unfortunately, the nature of um, the wicket at, at Spotless has been uh, toss dependent, um, and I've been nowhere near it. Um, so, you know, look, I, I think if you if you do find yourselves batting first, you can get a good total. Um, you can make it tough for the opposition, but it certainly seems this season so far to be favouring the team batting second because, as you said, Dew has been consistently coming in. Now, Greeny, it is the time of the year when the Test Stars come back into the fold. Is it pretty special playing along guys like alongside guys like David Warner? Yeah, he um, he's he's come in red hot. He's uh, he certainly uh, has plenty to say and uh, he's full of energy and beans. Um, and he's been really, really good around our group, particularly from an experience point of view and, and helping me out. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't quite come off yet with the bat. Um, but, um, you know, I think any time a good player like that is, is overdue, um, it's a good result for us. Certainly. Now, mate, uh, famously, he, he gave uh, Ollie Davies the old champ and then called him, <laughs> called him rock star at the end there. Is... Um, Look, we floated a theory on the show that maybe he just didn't know Ollie's name. Um, does he throw a bit of the old nicknames around just because he, he doesn't know who some of the boys are, or is he is he just uh, condescending? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great way to throw me under the bus to answer that question. Either way, I'm in trouble, aren't I? Um, no, he certainly he certainly knows who who Ollie is, and he loves giving him a bit of stick. He's been his um, target, and I think they've been they've been getting on really well, um, like a, a really sort of playful relationships probably the best way to describe it I think not too dissimilar to the one he has with Marnus in that Australian team as well um, and um, but no he Davey certainly knows all the names and, and he's not afraid to um, give us all a bit of stick but uh, I think now after a few games we've been turning around on him and giving it back um, which has been quite a nice uh, change to proceedings that, that that is nice to hear now you did mention the name Marnus uh, so going up uh Going up against the Heat on uh, on Friday night, you will uh, you will yeah. be encountering Marta Slabishan. He's probably another guy who probably hasn't fired with the bat as much as uh, the Heat would have hoped for. Uh, are you guys going to be Are you going to be targeting him? Are you going to have Dave just getting in his ear, so you put him in fielding somewhere in close where Marta can hear everything <laughs> Dave's saying? 
I think I think it could be a little pest off between the two of them uh, when Marnus is fielding and perhaps when Davey's fielding. Um, it's certainly the way they seem to interact um, in the Australian team. But, um, yeah, Davey usually feels pretty close to the bat, so hopefully, if he can influence it in, in any way, hopefully he influences it in our favour and we keep him quiet for, for one more game because he's a really good player. Now, Greeny, you are also a manly man. Um, very yeah. manly indeed. Super manly. You saw the Hulk posters. I did. Um, super. <laughs> hey, that club is pretty amazing, right? There's uh, yourself, there's the Davies boys, the Edwards boys, uh, Sock. NBW uh, chat. Mate, hey, we're having a chat. Uh, Brett Lee's son's playing there now. Mornay Morkel's walking around the club. Um, it, what's going on down there? Is it just because Manly's an awesome place to live? Well, it, it's a brilliant place to live, but I've actually gone back to my junior club three years ago, so I'm back at ND. But I, um, where are I you playing now? My my Northern District. Oh my! So I had three Hang years up on playing him. at Manly with, <laughs> with all the boys. <laughs> so I hate to let you down. But, oh jeez! No, I, I do live I do live down in God's country, and I'm I'm currently at Fairlight Beach. About to go for a swim with my dog. Uh, so it's, a, it's a beautiful part of the world. Now, the reason why I thought you were still playing for Manly is because I go up to the Harbour Diggers there and I'll go with my wife often and I'll be just chatting to her and her gaze will just turn to the screen. And there's a wonderful <laughs> video of you getting your kid off and getting into a cryogenic chamber. Is that right? Ah, uh, Yes, that's my little um, partnership I've got with them. I'll be going there tomorrow before the game to wake myself up and recover after the flight. Um, and game last night and feel fresh to go. And that's not a plug. It, it gen- I generally do feel like it makes a big difference. Um, well, there's a whole room yeah, of women I, I that, that turn and look because you are in your undies <laughs> on the screen on a busy yeah. Sunday. That, it makes a difference to them too, just it quietly, does. Chris. You're, so. you're, you're cheering everybody up. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I'm just doing my part for the local community, lad. <laughs> That's it. Now, mate, um, looking forward to the Eliminator uh, on, uh, on Friday. Let's... Um, Let's assume you get through that because the heat, uh, the heat are no good in the last over. Um, you've done well. <laughs> Do you understand yeah. the final system from there on in? Because for, you're um, you're in fourth. You're I, playing fifth. Third are having a rest. Yeah. How does yeah. it work? So if we if if it if it goes the way you say it does, we um we'll be flying to Melbourne uh, day after tomorrow, playing the Renegades Sunday night down there because they're the third team having a rest. Um, basically, as soon as we lose, we're out. Uh, we get no second chances. Um, third, fourth, fifth, no second chances. So we knock off the Renegades. We play the loser of the Sixers or Scorchers at their home venue. Uh, we've got to get through them, and then we're in the grand final. So four wins from now, and we'll be lifting a trophy. So it's a long old process, but hey, we've got nothing to lose. Oh, absolutely. So you go, you go Eliminator into what's the one if you win the Eliminator? What is the winner? I haven't got it written here. Sorry. Do you know? there, is, there is a really good question, um, and I'm sure there's a very fancy name for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't got it written here. So, so it's the eliminator. And then the, the knockout one... against the Renegades, maybe? Yeah, so the qualifier is the Scorchers and the Sixers. It's the knockout. Yeah. So the knockout. The knockout. There you go. Knockout. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, um, just just on that, can, can we – I'm pushing for this. We're both Sydney guys. Now, the professor is an unabashed Thunder I'm fan. I'm a Thunders man. Um, Thunder are my second Beautiful. team. Sixes are my, my first team. What are the? Can you promise to all the Sydney listeners um, on air right now uh, that it will be a Sydney smash final? Oh, you can hold, you can hold me against it and, and come and chase me around the foreshore of Manly if it doesn't happen. 
Uh, I'm very good. happy and, and willing to put my neck out to do it because it would be amazing. After the last Sydney Smash, um, or last two actually, it was um, it was really, really good. Now, I know that uh, obviously you guys lost the last Sydney Smash, but when you were standing there and watching Steve Smith do what he did, were you thinking, geez, I've got a good seat for this? It was a bit like that. And, and unfortunately, I had an even better seat when I was bowling at him as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's a, there's a wicket where everyone else was holding the, the wrong end of the bat except Steve Smith. Um, the wicket was bloody difficult, um, and he just managed to score 100. It's probably like a 130 wicket, which we've sort of been saying, and then enter Steve Smith with 120. Uh, and, yeah, we got bowled out 60 in reply. <laughs> It really makes it easy for the other guys to get the other 10 on the uh, the one, uh, 130 wicket, doesn't it, when you've got Steve Smith getting 120? <laughs> hey, mate, just on, on job. Just, just on bowling to a guy like Steve Smith, when you're bowling to a guy who's in that sort of form, like what what are you – what what's your go-to? Are you thinking, okay, I'll just work on my line and length? Or am I going to mix it up? Like how do, you, how do you deal with a guy who's obviously seeing them like they're beach balls? Yeah, look, I think for me, it's what what's the best delivery to get him off strike? Um, how can I, you know, I, I bowl six six deliveries uh, in the over and how can I bowl, you know, four deliveries at the other guy um, and two, maybe one or two deliveries at, at someone who's in form or, you know, isn't a matchup. So really, what's the best ball I can bowl that can get him off strike for a single? So line and length's crucial, but that's literally my mindset. How can I minimise the risk of boundary? There's no need to be greedy and go for a unnecessary wicket um, because obviously when you do that you can, it's, it's boom or bust. You can get hit for more boundaries and um, throw fuel on the fire or you pull off the miracle. So you're damned if you're damned if you don't by trying to just walk him up the other end and, and get a single and, and try and bowl at the other guy. Oh, that's good. I didn't... That's good thinking. Just try and get him to knock at one for a single and get the other bloke. I like that. Very good. Hey, Greeny, before you go, on this show, we like finding people that have got the best jobs. We, we chatted mm. to a guy yeah. uh, for the Aussie Sevens the other day, a guy called Henry Patterson, who he's basically like a Grand Prix driver for rugby, he goes around the world to all these amazing destinations. I, I think yeah. you're, you must be close. Do you still do the circuit, the T20 circuit everywhere? I still do. I'm living. I feel like I'm living the dream, um, traveling around, um, playing cricket all around the world, and um, you know, experiencing different cultures and, and going to different places. It's taken me to Canada, to the UAE, to uh, Denmark, even uh, India, Pakistan. Um, so now I'm absolutely loving my life, and cer- certainly don't want this profession to end because it, I find it very hard to call it my job when it's it's a game. After all, I'm having so much fun. Mate, it's you certainly do sound like you're living the dream, and so are all the ladies who sit near that screen at the Harbour they Diggers are. too. So, um, <laughs> thanks for doing your and big big t- hello to the dog as well, there, yeah. mate. Well, you also you're a spinner, you're a spinner, Greeny. Look at Sock, yeah. he's like a hundred. So you've probably got another, I don't know, 50, 30, to 60, 40 years, years ahead of you, mate. You're sweet. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> he's he's still bowling bloody beautifully. So, he is. Um, He's killing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I ho- hopefully I can keep my body in check and um, keep bowling well for for a while now and, and see how I go. I've still got at least, I think, eight to ten years left. Jeez, that's not bad. Yeah. Has your dog just turned on someone? What's happened here? Are we uh, about to see my, you on the news? Uh, my, my partner's run off into the water and he's more 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 seal than dog. Um, <laughs> so she's thrown me under the bus, left me with him. He's waiting to go swimming with me. So, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll let fun you... and games with barbecues and everything around here as well. Oh, I can <laughs> imagine. 
Dog, yeah. all the good sausage, sausage smells and everything the dog would be smelling down there. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, we'll let you go, Greeny. Go for that swim with your dog. Nah, thanks, boys. And nah, good luck tomorrow night, mate. Having me and um, can't wait for tomorrow night. It's going to be great fun. Beauty. See you, mate. Uh, one of the good guys of cricket there. Mm. Uh, two out of eleven bat tosses. I didn't realise that. That's you not know great. He's one away from a winning streak. That's what he is. He won the last one, so you know what? Two's a winning streak. Is it still those flat bats? Yeah, he's not calling hills or flats, is he? Roofs. Is it roofs? Oh, roofs. That's not here. Mm. That's a Melbourne thing. All right, let's take another break. You're on the summer run home with the professor and Barney. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The summer run home with the professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, g'day. Ahoy hoy, you are on the summer run home. Time for another Bing Lee Australian Open update. Barney, Yender's texting you again. That's good. You must feel relieved. Look, uh, I sent her just a short apology. Great. Uh, said it's not my usual go. Great, great, great. But, it's a one-off, uh, mate. Mate, it's that's it. You know, we all make mistakes. But we do. Good news for Yenda yes. is uh, Hijikata and Kubler took the first set. Uh, they are currently a break up in the second set. So they're leading 2-1 uh, with Kubler serving uh, to, well, close close out the game. It's 40-30. Boom. Yes. Oh, into the net. Into the net from Granolas. Granolas. Yes, and uh, that's a 3-1 lead in the second set. Is that? That is John Kane. Men. Sorry, no. That's not. That's Rod Laver Arena, is uh, it? Just Where give me a look. Where we get only? that Rolex. Is it? That is the, uh, yeah. the Rod Laver Rolex in the it background is, there. Yeah. So. Uh, hour now, and five minutes this game's been oh, going. It's flying by. It feels great. Can mm. I ask you, is, is um, Novak Djokovic's dad in there watching today? Is he... Uh, ooh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check his Instagram. Uh, I'll see if, see if I can find anything interesting on that one. <laughs> There's a couple of... Shots on there. Yeah. But, um, yes, Tommy. Can I ask, do you reckon Rod, he's 84 years of age now, do you reckon he's ever like, oh, I'll give it a miss this year? Oh, no. Loves tennis. He always, oh, come, yeah. he always comes for the second week, for the when, when it's the big dogs are starting to get in action. But he's, do you reckon he's ever just like, oh, I just want to chill? No. It's a I, good choice of word, two big dogs, because you know you know he, he only likes the big dog, because you hear him come in, Rod does his, well, oh, oh does he? big dog's here. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, the big oh, dog's Rod's up. Here. Yeah, gotta the play R well, man's Rod. here. The R man. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I remember once speaking to a, somebody who has a, a trophy named after them. Mm. So it could be could be Alan Border, could be John Eels, could be Daly Messenger. No. Could be Nathan Imarsh. Could be Nathan Imarsh. And that person said to me, it was amazing when I was offered to have the trophy named after me, but about three years in, I realised I have to show up to the ceremony every year and it's oh. bloody torture. Yeah. They might give it away. Yeah. Who do you think thinks it's torture? Who do I think thinks it's torture? Who, I, would, who am I talking to? Oscar Pistorius, who has to turn up to the Oscars <laughs> every it year. It was named after him. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, seems like a mistake. I've got to be honest. Yeah, well, it's mm. 2020 hindsight, isn't it? Hey, we're getting a bit of uh, action. G-Man from Brisbane is uh, yeah. going on the bat flip. You, you don't like you, you don't like roofs and flats. You, no, uh, he, I've always been a, a hills or flats. He reckons it's mountain and mountains and rivers. The good news is we're going to be talking later to the CEO of the BBL, and we can uh, well we can settle this once and for all. So text in what do you want it to be: hills, flats, roofs, flats, mountains, and rivers. Or if you got your own, let us know.
Thank you, April. Gee, she is good at uh, reading the news. She's the best, mate. Best mate. in the biz. And now you are on the summer run home with thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blunston. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. You're with the prof and the barn. We are having a cracking afternoon and uh, it's just going to roll on. Let's have a look at the pulse of rugby league. Thanks to Anytime Fitness. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. For the first time, uh, the NRL All-Stars Clash will take place in New Zealand. Uh, the All-Star fixtures, there's three matches on the day, will take place on Saturday the 11th of February at Rotorua International Stadium. And joining us on the Summer Run Home is the coach of the Maori All-Stars, Ben Gardner. Ben, how are you, mate? Uh, kia ora, boys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, kia ora to you. I love kia ora. It's me a great too. greeting. It's the best. Now, let's get straight into it, Ben, here. You are replacing, it's your first go at being the All-Stars coach, and you are replacing Stacey Jones and David Kidwell. They're, they're pretty big shoes to fill. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I, I am. I think I've, I've been really lucky to um, work with both of those guys for a number of years. So I uh, worked as uh, Kitty's assistant coach. Uh, Kitty's a, a really good mate of mine, and uh, we've been able to sort of build this camp up over the last three years and been lucky to work with Stacey with the Kiwis uh, for about five or six years now. So learn a lot off those guys and... Uh, you know, a lot about temperament and um, the Māori people and uh, how to work with the New Zealand guys. So uh, I think it's a good opportunity uh, for myself, but probably a bigger opportunity for the boys this weekend. I'm I'm just there to sort of lead the way and facilitate things in regards to the footy and, um, yeah, lots of other people helping out in the background to make sure we get a good week for the, the guys and for the fans. Yeah, now this is the first time uh, the the tournament, well, the three matches are going to take place uh, in New Zealand and they're at Rotorua, which is obviously uh, a place that has a lot of significance in Maori culture. How much of a difference is that going to make for the boys, do you reckon? Oh, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, you know, in the Maori culture, they, they talk about, um, you know, representing their iwi, uh, which is their area, uh, and also their whanau, which is their family. And this is the first opportunity that the boys that are in this team uh, will be able to go home to do that. So they all always represent really well and, you know, they're guardians of that jersey, uh, so to say. But to be able to go and do it uh, in front of the people at home and especially in a place of such uh, significant sort of spiritual significance um, such as Rotorua, uh, it, it's really awesome and they're really excited about it. Like all of the boys that have been selected in the team um, are pumped to go. Uh, they can't wait and, you know, they're sort of, yeah, really counting down the days to get to that uh, Sunday and Monday in two weeks' time to get over to New Zealand again. Mate, this is um, my favourite thing about, well, one of my favourite things about this clash is obviously the traditional, uh, the war dancers beforehand, um, always so emotional. It always seems like there's a whole bunch of emotion in the air. Um, how big is that going to be in front of a, uh, a Kiwi crowd when the, when the team do the haka? It's going to be huge. Um, the... You know, it may seem like those things just happen seamlessly, um, but there's actually a lot of practice that goes into that and a lot of rehearsal and a lot of thought put into it. We actually have a uh, Māori cultural advisor um, and he puts all of that together for us and coordinates the movements and the structure of the dance and all of that uh, because it's actually a very uh, respect-orientated um, occasion. So they need to get it right and the boys will put in practice behind closed doors in their room as well as in, in a group. Um, it will mean everything to the people that are not only at the ground but also in the nation and 
you know, some of the harkers that we've done over the previous years with the All-Stars uh, have been rated as some of the best harkers of all time. So, um, you know, the boys will be looking forward to it, but they'll want to be putting their best foot forward as well. Now, can you reveal who's going to lead your harker? Is it, is it somebody terrifying? <laughs> I think a number of the boys are quite terrifying. Yeah, that's there. true. Um, no, yeah. uh, to, to be really honest with you, I don't know. That's okay. something that um, our cultural advisors and our leaders of our team will decide. Um, so, you know, sometimes it could be a really experienced player uh, because of the experience that they have on the footy field. And other times it could be an inexperienced player. But um, you'll hear the word mana. Um, sort of been thrown around a lot in this week, uh, which is their energy and the spirit that they bring to what they, they do, these guys. Uh, so it'll be someone that has a lot of mana, uh, has a lot of respect amongst the group, and it may not be the most obvious person. So the guys will start that, uh, start those decisions when we get into camp, and, uh, you know, there may be a surprise uh, come game day on the Saturday. Well, there are some crazy impressive players in this team you're about mm. to coach, Ben. Let me run through a few of them. Nelson Asofa Solomona, James Fisher-Harris, Corey Harawiranaira, Joseph Manu, Jordan Rapana, Jared Warira Hargraves, big names, players that we all know well. Let me ask you this. With your coaching style of these players, are you, are you closer to a bellyache or are you more of a Wayne? <laughs> uh, I'd like to think somewhere in between. Okay. Um, I, a Madge I, Maguire. I, I, I like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think as a coach, you need to bring your own style. Um, and, you know, as I said, I've been really lucky to build some relationships with all of those guys um, over a number of years coaching the Kiwis and in the All-Stars. So uh, they know me quite well. So... I'll bring my own personality and uh, the own way, my own way of approaching things. And they sort of know that already, which is great. So, you know, we don't have to go through those teething issues and the respect building phase and all of that sort of stuff. I, I think that that's already there. But, um, you know, I've got a, a pretty calm, cool and collected sort of head until the big moment comes along, maybe. But um, no. It, and then it's it, all it bellyache. Be, be... <laughs> 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 it may well be, but um, no. Nah, so, uh, that might have been 10 years ago or five years ago, but, um, yeah, no, not so much anymore. I sort of try and stay a little bit calmer in the – I call it in the blue head space. You, you would have heard of the blue head and the red head space. Um, I try to stay more in the blue head space, which is the calm space as much as possible now. Well, that's that's nice to hear. That's a that's a very modern uh, thing. I, I wouldn't get in the redhead space when Jared Warrior Hargraves is standing no, in front of me either, no. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty scary dude, Jared, isn't he? Yeah, well, probably uh, if he's on your side, he's probably not scary. He's uh, he's the guy exactly you want standing next to you. But, yeah, facing down him is not something I'd particularly like to do. Um, yeah. Hey, mate, just looking through your, your list, one of the things we were chatting about uh, in the office before we got on air was um, what your spine's going to look like. We love a bit of spine Oh, we talk. love spine chat. Uh, this is the, yeah. Have you, have you made any decisions or are you, is there a, a, some combinations you're looking at? Yeah, we're just going to we're gonna have a chat about some combinations, firstly, when we get into camp. Um, I've got some ideas that... It's really good because I've got some great feedback from all of the NRL clubs and, you know, I'd like to publicly thank the NRL club for buying into this and helping us out with stuff like that. So there's a number of guys in our team that have gone to new clubs and stuff like that over the off-season. So we've had a fair bit of feedback around where they're training and how they're going with training, which is brilliant because that obviously helps you make choices in a game like this where they haven't played any footy in the new year. Uh, so sort of sometimes a difficult choice to make because you're coming out of a preseason without actually seeing any of these guys play. But 
we've had some really good feedback along the way from some of the clubs and um, there will be a few surprises I think from a few people but you know we we need to play to our strengths um, you can see that we've got strengths in different areas across the park so you know that that's probably one of my philosophies around coaching is is that you build your game plan on the people that you have in your team and to the style of those people so uh, that's what we'll be doing and yeah, the spine could be a different spine throughout the game as well because it's a it's an interesting game. This one, it's a uh, 20 players obviously in the team, unlimited interchange. Uh, so a lot of players playing a lot of different positions. I, I think a few years ago, Dylan Walker played uh, left center, right center. Uh, he played five eight on the left hand side. He played winger on the right hand side, and he played lock, and that was all in the one game. So um, there's a lot of movement that happens throughout the game. So utility value is really important as well. Um, yeah, I just think that we'll we'll make some of those choices once we get into camp and have a little bit of a look at what combines well and what doesn't combine well. One thing I do know is your players are going to be hard to tackle because, mate, you dodged that question beautifully. You were not giving me anything. Very good. You, mate, you're going to be a great yeah. first-grade coach yeah. one, one day. Uh, Agility is one of the key components of rugby league. <laughs> hey, Ben, I'm just looking at the Indigenous All-Stars Line up and geez, there's some wood ducks in there, mate. Uh, Josh Adokar, Nico Hines, Selwyn Cobbo, Latrell. Wait, no, hang on, they're really good. Latrell Mitchell, yeah. Cody Walker, yeah. Jack Wyden. Like, this is an unbelievable side you're playing against. Brilliant side, yeah. yeah. And, and and what about the class in you know some of the players that they've got there? Like, you, you see Josh Adokar at the World Cup, how well he played at oh, the amazing. end of the year, and uh, he, he was brilliant. and um, we all know how good Latrell is and, and Cody and guys like Jack White and uh, Nico Hines is in there. So uh, it, it's going to be a brilliant game. Like, and, you know, we, we expected it to be. It's, it's always been a really close affair. Um, the, the players are representing their culture and representing their culture. You know, we sort of said when we were going through our team selections, once those boys put that jersey on, it doesn't matter who they are, um, the, the energy or the mana will come through. So uh, the Indigenous team's, you know, pretty similar in that manner, I think. They, they're they representing their culture and all of a sudden they put that jersey on and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And you add a little bit of the, um, I suppose, the brilliance that they've got there in some of those players. Like, it's going to be a great game. Absolutely. Absolutely, Ben. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be great fun for you. But looking ahead into your 2023. You've also moved on to another club. I just wanted to ask you, moving from the Tigers to the Panthers, did you get the Bens heading up the ladder that quick? <laughs> well, at the moment, there's no ladder because the competition hasn't oh, started. Very, oh, he's very he's good. so good, isn't he? <laughs> uh, but uh, it's like, uh, it was a really good experience for me as a coach at the Tigers. Um, it, it was an interesting season. There was a lot of changes and uh, a lot of things happened throughout the year. So, like, for me personally, um, it was a great learning experience. Um, and then to be able to take some of the things that um, we, we did put into play at the Tigers that, you know, we had to, you know, fight for every week to be able to take some of that stuff. But also my experiences of working with the Kiwis and the All-Stars uh, across to the Panthers, it's... It's been awesome. Um, I'm learning more from them than what they're learning from me, which is always the way when you go to such a quality organisation. But, you know, it's re really, really exciting for me. And, you know, I'm really privileged to be able to go and work with guys like that where, um, you know, there's st such strength at the top, uh, but such growth coming through at the bottom of the group as well. So, uh, and good people and good staff everywhere. It's, yeah, pretty awesome to be out there and uh, doing my thing on a day-to-day -day basis.
Yeah, you mentioned that the NRL clubs have really bought in. Now, you're at Penrith now, and I've noticed there's only one Penrith player as near as I can tell in your lineup. That's James Fisher Harris. Um, yep. Is that because Ivan said, look, you can have one, I just don't want to risk any anyone else? Because like, obviously, from a club point of view, we do worry about our club stars. Get, like, I'm just glad. Look, I'm glad you've yeah. got no knights. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's a good question because. Um, you know, from a Penrith point of view, um, Fish was the only one available because of uh, the training times and stuff like that. So when the boys came back from the World Cup, uh, there's a situation around how long they needed to train to be able to play in this game. And that's rugby league now. It's just, you know, working with players coming back, making sure they're fit enough and all of that. Um, but Fish was really the only one that was available because of that. Um, there's only one other Maldi player in our top 30, which is Jerome Lawai, and he didn't get back in time for the training um, oh. days, basically because of the fact that he played in the last game of the World Cup. Um, and, and, you know, that was always going to be something that would have to be dealt with just because of the circumstances of when this game was on versus when the season finished. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that um, that's happened in this game, I think, for both teams. But at the end of the day, like, as I said, it, it doesn't matter who's in or who's not in the team. You know, when the guys put the jerseys on, um, they'll go out and rip and tear and do what they need to do uh, to win their game, win the game for the team that they're playing in. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, culture's going to be the winner on the day because we're going to see some great spectacles on, on the game day. But leading into it during the week, there's a number of great learning experiences for the players and the fans in Rotorua. So... Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mate, it's a shame Jerome couldn't be part of the squad. I mean, is he at least going to be there just to help with the halftime chat or um, you, you on that on your own? Give a few toasts, please. Yeah, yeah a, bit of, a bit of a rev up. Yeah. <laughs> mate, uh, thank you very much for joining us, but we're going to have to get going there. But, um, mate, we will be, uh, we'll all be watching. We're really looking forward to the game. And uh, best of luck. Um, good luck getting the boys in camp. And uh, enjoy the whole experience, mate. Well, uh, thanks for being part of the summer run home. Yeah, I really appreciate your time and then buying into the game. It's such an important game for the, the people of New Zealand and the Māori people. So appreciate the time and uh, space on the radio today. Thanks, Ben. What an absolute champion. Uh, I've got, I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, now, if you are in New Zealand and like to get along, it is on the 11th of February. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster. And just a reminder, you're welcome at any time. Fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals are. Right now, though, Professor, is it time for a it break? It is time for a break. A little later in the show, Barney, we're going to be chatting to BBL General Manager Alistair Dobson. Stick around for that. We'll be right back. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The Summer Run Home with the Professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, you are on the Summer Run Home thanks to Hyundai and uh, and also to Blundstone. Big thanks to them. We're having a great afternoon. Uh, if you are keen on playing tennis after watching it, hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court, hire... No membership. No worries, mate. No worries at all. It is time now for another Australian Open update. Thanks to Bing Lee, the Aussie duo Kubla and Hijikata. They, uh, they've they just won out yeah. there. Uh, straight sets. Do we have a, a score there, Tommy? 6-4, six, 6-2 six, over Zabolas and Granolas. So they are through mm. to the men's doubles final. For the second year in a row, we're going to have an Aussie pairing in there. How good. Fantastic. Now, do you think it is because it's siesta time for the Spanish gentlemen? 
if you if you are going to take on a Spanish duo, well, mm. they're, they're not. I mean, obviously, Argentina's Spanish heritage, but they still observe the uh, siesta do. in Argentina. I think they do. Um, yeah, mid afternoons probably when you really want to want to have a go at them because, I mean, talk about late night. You know, that's been a big story uh, in the AO. The Spaniards or the Spanish heritage players not bothered by late night at all. They're they're eating around midnight, so they don't care. So they they probably like a say one a.m. start. The Spanish yeah. is that really? what Rafa asked for in? He asked for a lot of things on court. He's so Does secure. He? Have you not seen his whole routine on court? He's going to have the water bottles in a certain place on the floor next to his um next to his bench. And he bounces the ball a number of times and he puts his hair behind his ears. He's got to have every little thing going for him. You know what? It's worked for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's certainly um, – I mean, I know the wedgie pick. He's he's big on that. Um, and he likes to – Is that a, is that a part of it? Yeah, is I think it, the wedgie pick, yeah, it, so it is a part, part of the superstition. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering how long he, he keeps the hair. Because if, if if they ever do the aerial drone shot, you see, yeah, you got the locks, but right at the top it's starting to – you know There's what I reckon will happen there. as he retires? Because you can get fake hair now. Yeah. He'll mm. have the look, time. Look at Ricky Ponting. Exactly. He'll have the time. He'll go get it done. Or well, he's no, no. quite a handsome face, I think, from memory. Yeah. yeah. He'll just shave it off. I you reckon know? he's got a sconder, sconder sport got a shaved nice, head. He does have a nice shaved yeah. head. Some he'd, people he'd can pull, pull it off. off. They can. Oh, maybe thank self, you. maybe it's at the moment, maybe the reason he's keeping it, because he does sweat a lot. Do you think the hair is? Yeah, the maybe the hair is like a little, uh, little towel. Less effective than it used to be, but uh, you know, I miss you know, I miss the the days of capri pants, Rapper. and when he used to wear the three quarter yeah, pants. How did he play in that? I have no idea. You know, I saw a great stat the other day, and it was after Andy Murray had his epic against uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, mm-hmm. and the stat was that in 2017, Rafa's entire time at the French Open was 12 hours and 48 minutes to win from the first round to the final. And old uh, Andy Murray, uh, old fake hip, had already done like 13 hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. Crazy how good Rafa is on clay, isn't Mate, it? He is, well, it's it's your Spanish surface. He probably grew up playing on it around the courts of Barcelona. And, um, well, yeah. 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 yeah, and then, you know, just go go uh, play, play in the morning. Yes. Quick siesta, maybe a payout. And then yeah, uh, some and tap back, for another, mm. back for another. Back for another. I don't know what he does. It's tap half. Yeah, some tap half. Yeah, some tap half. You know who uh, spent a lot of time in Spain is Alexi Popperin. Did he? Mm, he did. Yeah. So I don't know whether he's into tap half. No, I'm not sure he is. So, but that? he'd be good on clay, wouldn't he? Ooh, oh, brilliant on clay. Have we seen him at any major clay events? You know. As you know, we've seen him, but has he done well at any of the clay? Uh, not uh, certified tour events. He mm. used to play sort of local clay events, and he was really good. You know how they have the slam ball in America? Yes. Similar thing in Barcelona. Really? Yeah. Big, big crowds for those. Okay. Right. Yeah. What's right. his nap schedule like? Do we know? He does uh, sure two till four. He'll, he's got the block out blinds. He'll pop them down and have a nap. That's just Lovely. Alexi. Always does. All right. Let's take another break. You're on the uh, summer run home with the prof and the barn.